Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two of Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas from the capital city. Marcus Elliott, better known as M.E. I'm Randy Rainwater. Then now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. And one run away from leading Grambling 20 to nothing. 20 to nothing. Top half of the sixth inning, Arkansas leading Grambling 20 to nothing. Good afternoon, Mr. Trey Biddy. Hey, guys. Is there is there a big benefit to a game like this? <laughs> After playing, I guess two, three tough opponents and then coming back and and beating Grambling twenty to nothing at the top of the sixth. I think this is what is known as padding the average. Yeah. Well, oh, after get, not get right much, game. Yeah, they didn't hit much in Arlington, so it, at least they get the offense going today. Yeah. Against obviously a, an opponent that doesn't compare to what they've been playing. And you hope that it carries over. Murray right. State. Isn't that right? Comes in this yes, weekend. That's yeah. right. Friday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Comes in this weekend. So, um, Trey, I'll, I'll give this one to both you and to Marcus. Marcus kind of t- touched on this a moment ago. By the way, I need to introduce Marcus Elliott to you, Trey. <laughs> Trey Marcus. Biddy. Hello, this is Marcus nice Elliott. Very nice to meet you, Trey. <laughs> I understand you do things. I, I was going to say, I understand you do really good work around here. So. <laughs> Well, you're too kind. <laughs> uh, we were talking about this during the break. Uh, it is now 45 years and counting that Mark oh, and wow. I have been amazing? friends. 34 years drive time. Randy, man, what what a... I mean, how many people in this business can, can say they've done it? 34 Not years? Not that long. Not many. Yeah. yeah. Anywhere. I would I would have been 12. <laughs> <laughs> you had to throw that in, right, Trey? <laughs> okay, Trey. Um, now, Trey, you've been with us, what, nearly 15, 17 years? I feel like I started coming on because I was doing just recruiting like one day a week. And I, f- I think I started coming on every day in 2000 and. Mm, 2006, 2005, 2006, I would say. So, um, yeah, about 18 years probably. Wow. That's amazing. Time flies. Wow. That's awesome. And he's been every day since then. So, that's longevity into itself. Um, This from our Southern Structural Solutions buzz text line. Mark kind of touched on it a few moments ago, and I'll kind of let... Uh, Trey, if you want to elaborate. Uh, oh, Emmy is back today. My favorite, Marcus Elliott. Can we tell Rick how he can explain to us how the defense of an offensive line will be better next season? Mark usually <laughs> talks about, uh, don't talk to me about how good the defensive line can be. Now you get to talk about how good uh, is the offensive line. How much better is it going to be? So, Trey, in your opinion, mm-hmm. along with you and Mark, you can you can collaborate, Rick, since that really was kind of somewhat focused towards you 
No, because I usually said the defense is going to be better, and Marcus says why. <laughs> and so that's, that's, I think that's what they're referring to. So you take it away with the offensive line, you two guys. I'm well, to Trey. I defer to Trey. On defense, first of all, I will say that if they can be the defense that they were the first three quarters of the season, then that's fine. And if the offense can pick it up and – you know, maybe be a little bit closer to what they were in 2022, then then maybe they would have something. But I don't know that any of it really matters as far as like skill guys and all that stuff without uh, without the offensive line. And you know, you've brought in Keyshawn Blackstock, uh, Fernando Carmona from San Jose State, Blackstock from Michigan State, Addison Nichols from Tennessee, and they're bringing in Branson Hickman on March 8th. Uh, Randy, I don't know if we talked about that yet, but uh, Hickman, the All AAC offensive lineman from SMU. U has 33 career starts coming in. He's a guy that's really coveted. So he would probably end up being the center if they're able to get him. I still think that they need one more offensive lineman. And, you know, everybody that's back is a year older, so that should be a benefit too. But, uh, I mean, we talked about this yesterday when you weren't on, Randy. K.J. Jefferson is a pretty mobile quarterback. He shucked a lot of tacklers last year. Even with all the, t- the tacklers he shucked, he was still sacked 45 times. Uh. Wow. That's a wow. That's a <laughs> for a dual threat quarterback like him, uh, still sacked 45 times. And I was thinking back to, you know, Tyler Wilson when in 2011, remember how we always talked about how tough Tyler Wilson was? Well, the reason we felt like he was tough is because he was taking all those hits. You know, if he wasn't taking a bunch of hits, then, we, you know, we wouldn't know that. But uh, he was only sacked 28 times, which is probably a middle-of-the-pack type of number uh, in the SEC, 28 sacks. He was also, you know, he took a good number of hits after he threw the ball, too. He had a, a pretty good knack for hanging in there in the pocket. Uh, but, you know, that offensive line was probably – that wasn't a great offensive line. I mean, they had Alvin Bailey, who was, I think, just a sophomore. Travis Swanson was just a freshman who started on that offensive line. Uh, but that wasn't just a – I mean – it was a, it was an all right offensive line as far as like ten win teams go. I, I would be surprised if there was an offensive line out there that at Arkansas on a ten win team that was um, that was as, as bad as that one was. Um, True, but question. again, you know they they okay. still won eleven games that year. The offensive line before that in two thousand and ten under Petrino, and I'm obviously going back to Petrino years, but you're talking about Alvin Bailey. Uh, Demarcus Love, Ray Dominguez, Wade Grayson, Seth Oxner. And that wasn't a, a bunch of star power, was it? You know, Dominguez was drafted in the sixth round. Alvin Bailey went undrafted two years after that, maybe three years after that, two, two or three years, two years. I think he left as a junior. Uh, but he went undrafted. He ended up playing four years in the NFL. You know, Wade Grayson was a really scrappy offensive lineman. Seth Oxner ended up uh, graduating early and leaving the team. Um, Travis Swanson and him battled out the next year, uh, uh, the next spring. But that wasn't like an offensive line that was just like, whoa, these guys, you know, these are, you know, just great offensive linemen. But they were good enough, you know, under under Petrino's offense. So can, my question is, can this offensive line be good enough to protect the quarterback? To Because, you know, every wide receiver comes back who played a snap last year. You know, the, all the best tight ends are back from last year and a year older. And, you know, they got Jaquindon Jackson in, who I think is going to be a quality running back, Isaiah Augusta, um, and, you know, some other key backs. So I think they've got the skill spots, but the big question is just, is this offensive line going to be – you know, Alvin Bailey, Demarcus Love, Ray Dominguez, Wade Grayson, Seth Oxner. So, quick question, Trey: Do are the influx of the new guys? Are they? Would you say they're scheme specific offensive linemen? In other words, do they fit uh, what what Petrino wants to do? That's a good question. I haven't seen them practice yet live, so mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's probably a, a deal of just going out and getting the best offensive lineman you, you can find. get. Okay. You know, Carmona, I think, is probably the gem of the group. He comes from San Jose State. He was a guy that was didn't play a lot of football in high school, came to San Jose State as a tight end, and just naturally grew. And, you know, has been a three-year starter for them. Blackstock's a little bit more unknown because he came from junior college and was just at Michigan State for a little while before he entered the portal. Addison Nichols is a guy that Pittman offered, I believe, as a sophomore in high school back when uh, Pittman was at Georgia. Um Offered him out of camp, so uh, they're guys that they really like. But um, you know, as far as you know, do, do they fit the scheme specifically and all that stuff? I'm, I'm just not sure. You know, quick, quick and I'm an offensive lineman, so this is going to sound 
to me a little weird. But but I think a big part of if you're not the most talented in the conference, the big part of having a chance to be a good offensive lineman is just toughness. So, so yeah. what do you what do you mean? So I think one of the the areas I've talked about is the coaching aspect of it, as far as technique and all that stuff. But then, I hate to say it, guys, but sometimes as a coach, you just got to treat your offensive linemen like dogs mm-hmm. sometimes. You got to mm-hmm. be nasty to them. And you have to develop just a nasty, you, those linemen just to develop a tough, nasty attitude to where they're just going to bite and fight and scratch. Yeah, Especially if you you're not treat the them like offensive linemen, don't treat them like dogs. Let's be nicer to dogs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're like dog. cats. I'm sorry. You're well, right. you know, dog who, lovers, we don't do that. <laughs> you, who popped in my head like um, when you said that Marcus was mm-hmm. Wade Grayson? You know, Grayson wasn't. Uh, he was a guy that mm-hmm. you know I think maybe made a couple of practice squads. You mm-hmm. know, never never yeah. saw a down in the NFL, but he was scrappy. Yeah, you know, he played as a redshirt freshman. Him and Demarcus Love got in a fight in practice yep. pretty much every week. Exactly. But he was the kind of guy that would just take an extra shot, you know. Yeah, or, just you know, nasty, yeah. Give you the business when the pile, you know, when mm-hmm. everybody's piled up. He was just kind of a scrappy, you know, I don't want to say dirty, but, you know, he'd take that's every okay. edge he could get. There you go. You know? Yeah. But, um, you know, that's been back in t- 2010 when he played. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can, you you can win with that. guys like that. Absolutely. Though. I mean, you can. You don't have to have – I mean, and DeMarcus Love was a pretty good – I think he might have been an all-SEC player, but he was a six-round draft pick, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on that offensive line. So it wasn't, again, like it was – you know, it wasn't anything like the Pittman offensive line when, you are you know, you had um, Mitch Smothers and mm-hmm. um, Frank Ragnow and yeah. Sebastian Tritola and uh, Jace, uh excuse me, um, um, Dan Skipper and uh, Denver Kirkland. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was – that was a pretty that was a pretty talented bunch, yeah. um, and you know, but but Petrino's offense. I mean, they can they can win with just good enough on an offensive line. They can win with guys that are, you know, disciplined and play together, and you know, and are scrappy. Mm-hmm. So can they get there? Is the question? Yeah. All right, Troy. This is. Um Again, from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz Texan. I don't know if this is, again, just rumors out there floating, but uh, this from the 501, Arkansas needs to contact J.J. Metters ASAP if Jimmy Smith leaves for Georgia. Is Jimmy Smith, Jimmy Smith about to leave? Jimmy Smith isn't leaving for Georgia. They've already filled that position. Okay. That makes me feel better. They hired Georgia Tech's wide receiver coach who was a former uh, Georgia high school coach also so good because I like him uh, this is from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line Trey is it true Landon Jackson's brother committed to Texas does Arkansas have a chance to sign the four star well probably long shot now but yes he committed to Texas yeah there's some people on my message board that when they write Texas, they write spit. <laughs> After Texas, Texas spit. Wow, that's a surprise. Some people, some people won't spell Texas at all. They just uh, they spell it backwards. That's an insult to spit. Sacks it. <laughs> well, according to this particular post, back again on the Southern Structural Solutions, uh, Buzz Text Line, Georgia is looking for a running back coach, according to this. They were. Let's talk with uh, Devin. Devin, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Oh, it's kind of more of a comment and a question. Uh, I know he referenced the uh, offensive line we had back in 2010 with D-Love and all them. Um, I was just wondering, because like you said, there wasn't a like star-studded offensive line, but they worked so well together. Like DeMarcus Love, I mean, he didn't allow a sack his like, last year and a half as a starter. And I wonder if that's just more scheme or if it's just getting the right players on campus. Because, like you said, they weren't. We've had great offensive linemen since then and great offensive linemen that all played together, but it just never seemed to be as cohesive as that line was. So I was just wondering your opinion on that, what, what it's going to take to get that back up there. Yeah. Um, thank you, Devin. I feel like Love had a – I feel like he had a hard time in that um – 
in that Sugar Bowl that year. They had a pretty good defensive end at Ohio State. Um, you know, the, the offensive line I just mentioned, though, I mean, Sebastian Tertola, Denver Kirkland, um, you know, I mean, all, Frank Ragnall, Mitch Smothers, Dan Skipper. I mean, that was a pretty good offensive line. That was, uh, that was the 2015 offensive line. Uh, so that was a pretty good bunch. Um, since then, I mean, they've had the uh, the offensive line they had, um, you know, in the in the you know 2021. That was a pretty good bunch too. I mean, they led the SEC or led Power Five in rushing that year, right? And you know, KJ was a pretty efficient quarterback, so that was that was not a bad offensive line. Uh, the Chad Morris years, they. For some reason, they tried to get the smallest line in the country. I think they—I I literally think they had the lightest offensive line in Power Five football mm-hmm. um, when he was there. I don't know why they were trying to get everybody 280 pounds and run a four-seven forty or whatever, but um, that was the strategy. So the thing that's perplexing this—I mean—and again, Rick and I talked about this a little bit—was how did Pittman not see it? Because he has coached so many. NFL offensive lineman, and he knows what it takes to be a star or just a good player in the SEC, period. Not, let's not even talk about a star, but just a good player in the SEC because he's, he's coached at a lot of schools in the SEC. So what – what? and, and he, he's the head coach. You know, He's not the offensive line coach, but that is his area of expertise. So I, I just don't understand why he saw – like Trajan Jeffcoat, why he thought that Trajan Jeffcoat was not just a good player, but an All-American. <laughs> you know, if you guys remember, he was like, this is what an All-American defensive end looks like. And they were talking him up. And he was a good player, but he wasn't an All-American. How did he not see that it maybe was the offensive line that was just not up to snuff? And so that's some of the questions I would have. It's just perplexing because a guy with Sam Pittman's reputation – to have that offensive line is just such a head scratcher. No, it's true. And part of it's the scheme. You know, Dan Enos' system just was not was just not a good fit for them, and it was a it was a pretty drastic change also from the uh, the up tempo hurry up versus what what Dan Enos brought in. All right, that kind of ties in with this tray from our live feed feedback. Hog Henry says it's been reported that Dan Enos didn't yeah. like for the offensive line to use double teams while no. Kendall Bryles did. How much would this blocking change contribute to the poor line play last season? Well, I just felt like he was trying to get them out in space a lot and maybe that they weren't the athletes that needed to be doing that. I don't know about the double teams and stuff. Um, you know, they did more pin and pull last year, and that was kind of newer for them. But... Um, yeah, I think well, there were probably a lot of reasons. I don't know if that was a specific one. I thought you were actually about to bring up Danny Nose is now on staff at Florida. Yeah, what what's you his know. role there? Some He's special advisor? With, yes, some special advisor to the head coach, and um, you know it's a it's a it's not an on field job. So, uh, but um, yeah, interesting. Whenever you see a. Somebody who was here uh, wind up somewhere else like that. Darn it, so. Florida's not on the line on the uh, schedule yeah. this year. <laughs> not on the schedule this year. You know, double teams. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're reading. Um, that's that's a, double teams. Point of attack. That's option. Literally option football. Even though they're running out of the pistol, uh, so the quarterback's kind of reading that uh, at the point of attack. So that's why um, Bryles is going to do some double teams. All, all schemes going to have some double teams. Yeah, I don't. It's not something I really picked up on last year. Yeah. As far as a difference, Brian. Good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, I do. So I kind of laughed at the fact, and I understand that you don't like Texas, but wouldn't you agree that if Arkansas had a recruiter that could recruit half as good as what Steve Sarkeesian does? Arkansas would be in a much better place and would compete with the SEC. I'll just hang up and listen to what you guys say. Thank you. Well, I mean, could you put could you put a talent base like Dallas or Houston closer? I mean, like, so this kind of goes back to population and 
proximity of talent. You know, Sam Pittman, when he was at Arkansas before, I would always, this is back when I was at Rivals, and I would always tell Rivals, like, hey, he needs to be on the top 25 recruiter list. He's one of the best recruiters in the country. And I, I never got him on there. Just couldn't get him on there. And then he goes to Georgia, and suddenly he's this out-of-this-world recruiter. Just out-of-this-world all of a sudden at Georgia. I wonder why. Is it because he has the talent base closer to him? Hmm. That's a big reason. So that's, you know, we can talk about who is and who isn't a great recruiter, but you have to factor in the level of talent in the area that you're in. And Arkansas is five and a half hours away from Dallas, if you're booking it pretty good. And, you know, Tulsa's not too far. Memphis doesn't really produce a whole lot, but those are areas that Arkansas has to has to target, and they have to get into Mississippi. Mississippi produces at an extremely high rate per capita, even though it's a similar size state. Um, Louisiana does too. Louisiana produces at a really high mm-hmm. clip per capita, also. So you have to get into Louisiana. You have to recruit Texas, but it's difficult because the state of Arkansas first doesn't produce quite at the level that those others do, not even close, and also, you know, from a per capita standpoint, doesn't produce at the same level as some of the, some of the neighbors. So that's that's been a big issue for Arkansas always, and that's why I always talk about the transfer portal um, and NIL, if Arkansas can embrace it, not that I'm, I love the system right now, but... If Arkansas can embrace that, that is an area where they can turn things. Like Fernando Carmona, for example, he wasn't looking for a bunch of hoopla and everybody, you know, tell him how great he is and tell him how much he's going to play and stuff. He was looking for the right fit. You know, the money's got to be right, but he's looking for the right fit. And that's the thing you get with a lot of these transfer portal players. They've they've been through the I want to stay close from home or you know I've always thought I wanted to do this or you know all that stuff. They're looking for a great fit. Where the money's right, also. So that's where, in my opinion, Arkansas can close the gap on some of these other teams. But, yeah, I mean, we can talk about how great a recruiter somebody in Texas or Georgia is, but they're also really close to talent. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai. Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas presents Rollin' with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer every Thursday at 6 on 103.7 The Buzz. Watney Chevrolet is your destination for big Chevy savings. For a limited time, get a 2024 Equinox SUV for just $22,390 or a roomier 2024 Tahoe SUV for just $65,499. Restrictions apply. So be sure to visit WatneyChevrolet.com to learn more about these big Chevy deals. Or stop by and see us at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville for a test drive and more savings on your favorite Chevy models. Chevrolet. Together, let's drive. Tune in each week for I Didn't See That Coming on The Zone. Every Tuesday, Justin and DJ discuss those stories that cause you to raise an eyebrow. It's I Didn't See That Coming presented by Barton's Home Outlet. Kitchens, baths, floors, and more. 100% employee owned. Right now at Fort Thompson, Smith & Wesson Shield, 2.0 9mm, 269.90. Beretta APXA1, 9mm, 199.90 after $50 mail-in rebate. CCI 9mm Brass, 50 count box, $12.99 at Fort Thompson and Sherwood. <laughs> Arkansas golf legend John Daly joins the mayhem each week brought to you by Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today, and by Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, family-owned and operated diesel and truck repair you can trust. Well, we are starting to make that move into warmer weather, and it's about time for you to get out and move again. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk here for QC Kinetics. Do you have joint pain? Is your back hurting? Are your knees hurting? What about those shoulders? I know baseball and softball season are starting to kick up, and you want to be able to throw the ball with your kid, but that pain is bothering you right now. You need to get over and see my friends over at QC Kinetics for a free consultation. They are the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, and what I'm talking about is you can get lasting joint pain relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Pro athletes have been doing this for decades, but now this life-changing treatment is available for you. No pain pills, no risky surgery. This is an all-natural solution. Oh, and by the way, it's a great use of your tax refund check. Call QC Connects for a free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 
At the heart of historic downtown Russellville, the Old Bank offers an upscale dining experience. With the freshest ingredients and creative touches, their menu has an item for everyone. From their signature lump crab cake to a classic blue cheese poutine, BLT wedge salad to hand-cut prime steaks, they aim to cater everyone. And that's not all. Upstairs at the Old Bank, you can enjoy live entertainment Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with trivia, comedy shows, karaoke, live music, and more. Old Bank in downtown Russellville. Man, another brick. I guess people should really stick to what they know. Like how Chris Crane Hyundai knows customer care and cars. New, pre-owned, service, and a body shop. But don't just take my word for it. Let Layden tell you. Hey, Arkansas. It's Layden Blocker. For Slam Dunk Deals, go see the team at Chris Crane Hyundai and Carlos. So Layden's got the hoops handled, and Chris Crane has your car covered. Come see us today on Museum Road in Conway and ChrisCraneHyundai.com. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network. Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Along with M.E., better known as Marcus Elliott. Randy, let me say hello. I see a stream from one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. That's Carrie Rainwater. Love you too, Carrie. It is great to be back. And then all the other nice comments from our stream. Wow! Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I uh, know. Now everybody's wow. saying, now everybody's you saying now. can't you leave for another couple of years so, <laughs> yeah. we can, so we can try to like you a little more? <laughs> yeah, I see that on the screen. Okay. Well, see, I, I was going to uh, encourage you, Mark, knowing how tight you are, that <laughs> um, right. you know I've got two specials. Not by choice, by the way. Uh, there are two specials that I talk about. And uh, this special is from Monday night, tonight, and tomorrow night. And that is at Benihana. Do mm. you like Benihana? I like oh, the, yeah. Yes. Okay. Very, a lot of food. Now, here's the thing, Mark. It's called Two for 60. Now, I know you've been gone for so long that two means two people, <laughs> not two for your, just yourself, <laughs> but two for 60. You have to be 60 years old. And the 60 means dollars <laughs> and not age. Well, Mark would, I'm, I'm 60. Mark would qualify on the age. So he's got that knocked out. Uh, but here's what you get for the for the two for 60. You're going to get filet. Mm. And it's cooked to perfection right there in front of you. Ah. Chicken breast, which you're going to divide a chicken breast. Then you've got the colossal shrimp. If I remember, there were about eight of those rascals, and they're good size, too. And then you get two salads, and then here's kind of the topper. You get two fried rice with chicken. Wow. And the fried rice, when the chef put that on my plate, it looked like a mound. I mean... (laughs) I don't know how big a plate actually is. You know, you got the little mm. saucers and that kind of... No, this was a regular plate, and it took up the entire plate. I'm thinking, that's a meal into itself. Sixty bucks, Mr. Tightwad Marcus. What if I brought a blow-up doll and said it right there? Is that two people? They wouldn't care. You can still say, I want the two for sixty. and just say, yeah, that's Mark. You know. Mark gets all... He gets all of it. He gets all of it. Yeah. So who needs another one when you get this two for 60? But just knowing you, as tight as you are, I, I mm-hmm. want you to know this is a great special. Yeah. That you can save a bunch of money and you can have enough on your mm. plate that you'll probably take it home. You'll have nice. enough to take home for another meal. I thought I could eat it all by myself. Oh, by the way. Grambling finally scored a run. Top of the seventh, uh, twenty-one to one is the score right now. Twenty-one to one. But anyway, need to call for a reservation because Benny Hanna is always busy. Three 
719,000. Make a reservation. And it's good for Monday night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday night. So go take advantage of that, Mr. Elliot. I will do it. And you will be such a happy, happy camper. Mm-hmm. That is Benny Hanna in the Wyndham Hotel in North Little Rock. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, are you there in Fayetteville already, Kevin? I am in central Arkansas. I'll be covering uh, state tournaments uh, throughout ah. the week. Not going to de- decided to, to remove a drive to Fayetteville from my diet this week. So um, I, I will be covering the game from television. Well, Arkansas is a... And I realize this is for betting purposes, but Arkansas is a ten and a half point favorite tonight. What kind of game are you expecting tonight, Kevin, between Arkansas and Vanderbilt? You know, it's interesting. Arkansas just put it put together its first back to back wins in league play. We're you know through fourteen games, and if Arkansas wins, uh, you know if Arkansas is able to win. Tonight it'd be three consecutive wins, and the last time, obviously, that that happened was uh, you have to go back to December. Arkansas does not have Randy a four-game winning streak on the season, but they've got two or three, I think, in non-conference. I think two, three-game winning streaks. Hmm. So this will be a chance to match that. This is a team that comes in two and twelve, a Vandy team. Uh, you know, we know that uh, you know Vanderbilt's upset Texas A&M not that long ago for one of those two wins. Um, and so, I, I, you know, if you want to look at common opponents in non-conference, uh, Greensboro went to Vandy, played competitively, and lost. Um, and that was prior to coming and beating Arkansas. That was a long time ago. Comparing scores is obviously different. Both teams aren't very good when you look at the overall, when you look at the conference record, Arkansas is, uh, you know, up to what, five wins now, and again, Vanderbilt's just second to last place. So, this is Arkansas's hit its part of the schedule. I mean, the Hogs have won four of their last three. Two of those wins were against Mizzou, who's still winless in league play. Arkansas swept that series. We know that. Arkansas has that sweep over an A&M and a win over Georgia. So, every game Arkansas's won in league play has been against teams in the bottom part of the league that are, you know, when you look at their league record, um, and this 15-point win over Mizzou, by the way, was the first double-digit margin. So I understand the spread. Arkansas is on a little bit of a roll. I, I, I went through all that to kind of say, this is the kind of game Arkansas has been winning lately. A team at the bottom of the league, you've got them at home. Uh, I expect for Arkansas to, to um, I don't know if they'll, you know, again, I don't gamble. I don't know if they'll cover that spread, but I, I, I do think Arkansas, Arkansas should be favored and, um, uh, you know, I think Arkansas is going to find a way to get that third consecutive win and move to six and nine uh, in league play with three more games to go. Still a chance if you want out to get the the lift gets even heavier in the last three conference games at Kentucky, home against LSU, and at Alabama. But a chance to finish at five hundred and not be below five hundred in SEC play, and obviously that would get them to eighteen and thirteen if they could do that overall. Uh, but they've got to win tonight uh, for. <laughs> you know, to kind of keep that momentum going, and I think they will. How do you see, again, we saw four minutes the other night from Trevin Brazil. How do you see Coach Musselman continuing to divvy out the minutes? Do you, do you see an increased role as an example for Brazil? I don't know that you want to take any minutes away right now from a guy like Battle, uh, certainly, he's playing at a at a very high level. But um, I mean, Devo Davis, he seems to play at least thirty six minutes every game. Yeah. Uh, Mark, unless he's in foul problems, he's going to probably play thirty five plus minutes per game. Yeah. Where do you where you, where do you see the minutes coming from? If you if you want to continue to increase the time for Brazil, you know that's the interesting part. Mossman's kind of been forced, Randy. To drill down his rotation because he's had a lack of body. Right. 
And, and Brazil complicates that potentially. I mean, you know, what we've seen on the front line is Chandler Lawson starting and then Makai Mitchell really playing most of the minutes at the five. Right. But what's helped, I think Makai has been on the floor with four other guards for the most part. And he's been a passer and he's been able to, at different places where they run that high screen, operate. And I don't know how effective that'll be uh, with Brazil on the court, if it will be as effective and those two playing in tandem, um, you know, and then, you know, how does, like you said, how does that impact others? Because Arkansas has been playing a lot of four guards. Which, which, who in that group? He, I mean, uh, Battle's obviously been playing, you know, his best basketball. Tremont Mark continues to produce. Uh, Devo Davis has his role. We know what that is. He, he mentioned his playing time. L. Ellis has been a guy, the guy starting at the one. So I'm interested to see. I don't have a prediction on that simply because, you know, Brazil was out for seven games, and then he only played four first-half minutes. And, you know, he didn't record a stat other than a, picking up a foul. Uh, no clue what Musman will do there. Uh, but it will be interesting to see because I think the one guy who's flourished, and we didn't even mention Jalen Graham being out, mm-hmm. but with him out, in addition to, you know, recently in addition to Brazil, Makai Mitchell continues to flourish when the, the when he's center stage. And so I think it's very interesting to see how will that impact him and others. Yeah, because you mentioned Brazil coming back, but Graham really was playing a lot before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Brazil's been gone for quite a while, so yeah. that's the guy you wonder when he comes back, how will he fit in? Uh, because he was right. playing well. Brazil hadn't really played that well all year. Graham has. Yeah, Graham, Graham gave Arkansas offense. Uh, when you look at his rebounding, uh, you know, it's not very strong defensively. He, he's really, uh, you know, but he gave Arkansas some offensive punts, especially in games where they we know they've had their problems there. Uh, and I think these guys, if they're healthy enough to play, Muslim's going to try to figure it out. But, again, do you start drifting away from a tighter rotation, which for this season has been unprecedented for Musman in terms of Getting away from the top five, six, seven guys playing the bulk of minutes, you know, does it, you know, does he, is he tempted to have, to fall back into ten, eleven guys playing, and then you know, again, I think the way Makai Mitchell's right now, playing right now, I, I don't know how much you want to take away from that, and then if you say that, then you're saying you continue to minimize now that they're available, guys like Graham and, and Brazil. The only thing is, as well as Mitchell's playing, he does foul. And so maybe yeah. if it's just five fewer minutes uh, with him, that might keep him in the game. Yeah. I mean, he, he does foul. I think that's part of the reason why Mossman brings him off the bench. Uh, you know, he, he'll pick out those quick fouls sometimes. Uh, and and if, you, if you play him off the bench... Uh, you kind of buy some time there, and he can get to watch the game and get in the flow a little bit. And it's worked, you know. They Arkansas's, you know, this is a team, guys. That we were talking about lack of effort and all kinds of issues off the court stuff mm-hmm. uh, just a few weeks ago, and you wondered were they going to rally and give give themselves a chance to not have a a season implode, and they've certainly done that. Uh, again, Arkansas has not fared well against the top half of the league. I mentioned what the rec- you know they started beating teams in the bottom half. They've not beaten a team in the top half of the league, and they're losing those games. Like zero and six or zero and seven, there losing them by an average of eighteen, you know, nearly eighteen points a game. And so, after tonight, you need to win this one. But after tonight, it gets tougher. Even that LSU game at home will be tough. That's an improved team, even though it's a bottom half team. It's a team to beat Arkansas by twenty-one in Baton Rouge. Uh, so I'm interested to see with all these bodies back, how does it work out for the Hogs? All right, we got to step aside for a moment. Rick Schaefer, Marcus Elliott, I'm Randy Rainwater, Kevin McPherson, Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Fence Brokers, Chris Walker, and company. Drive Time Sports will continue. 1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Red River Ford, Lion Legal, Central Arkansas Cadillac Dealers, Malvern National Bank, and Genesis of Conway. I'm Supreme Court Justice Barbara Webb, and I'm excited to announce my candidacy for the position of Chief Justice. From private practice to prosecuting attorney to justice on the Supreme Court, 
My over four decades of courtroom experience have more than prepared me for this opportunity. I'll be an experienced and prepared Chief Justice with a fresh perspective on how to tackle our biggest problems. And that's exactly what Arkansans deserve. I'll focus on reducing case backlogs, expanding public access to the court, and modernizing our current systems and processes to save time and create efficiencies. Most importantly, I will uphold the rule of law and protect our Constitution. That's what I've done my entire life, and that's what I'll do as your next Chief Justice. With your support, I will continue to be a fair and independent voice that all Arkansans can trust. Remember, early voting begins February 20th, and Election Day is March 5th. Paid for by the Barbara Way for Chief Justice Committee. Are you ready for a better forklift experience? River Valley Tractor and Castle Forklift have teamed up to manage your material handling needs. From diesel, lithium, propane, and so much more, Castle's product line is versatile, ready for the next generation of consumers to make every job easier. Step into the future of forklift innovation. Choose Castle. Visit River Valley Tractor, your authorized Castle forklift dealers in Central Arkansas. Hi, I'm Rick Penny of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at lionsdrug.com. Hello, Buzz listeners. It's Frank Fletcher. Well, it's the end of the month, and you know what that means. We've got a sales goal, and we've got to hit it. We can get a big pile of money from Chrysler, and if we miss it, we get zero. So I've told Zippy and all of our managers to do whatever it takes to sell you between now and the end of the month. Folks, we have 0% financing for 72 months on new Ram Bighorns. That is unbelievable. 0% for 72 months and $10,000 discounts on new Ram 2500s. And new Jeep Gladiators are discounted up to 15% off of MSRP. Folks, that's about $12,000. We're making crazy deals and we're paying way too much for trades. Remember to tune in this Thursday morning. We're going to be on the morning show with David Basil and we're going to be giving away some really nice stuff. Come see us at Fletcher Dodge on War Gordon Road in Sherwood or shop us online at FletcherDeals.com. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Often imitated but never duplicated. This is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater on the Buzz Radio Network. Yeah, the feds, they may not have cut interest rates. The Guatney Chevrolet did. That's right. Well-qualified buyers can get 2.9% APR for 72 months on the Silverado trucks. That's right. On the Silverado trucks. Now, it's powerful, safe, has an amazing performance. Don't miss your chance to get behind the wheel. And Arkansas, uh, Guatney Chevrolet is Arkansas's largest dealers of the Chevrolet Trax compact SUVs. Now, the Chevy Trax, safe, stylish, and affordable at under $25,000. And with an estimated 30 miles per gallon, you can get even more savings down the line. So visit GuatneyChevrolet.com to see their stock of Chevy tracks, plus more of your favorite Chevrolet models. It's 1308 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. I call it the Gregory Street exit. Look for that huge American flag right there in, in the beautiful downtown Jacksonville. Chevrolet, let's drive together. And now let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers going the extra mile. Now, Kevin, I don't know if you have any update. We were asked earlier about Keon Minifield. 
I know Coach Musselman has said day-to-day. Have you heard any updates on Minifield as of late? No, but I'm glad he brought his name up. Uh, I think day-to-day is still applicable, um, and I'm not sure at what point is the is it becoming a coach decision game-to-game at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's really uh, since he's been out, uh, Ellis. You know, he's what three the same starting lineup now three games in a row. They've had a lot of different starting lineups, so I think in league play three consecutive is probably the longest he's gone with the same group of guys. So we know L. Ellis is getting an opportunity there. Uh, you know, Minifield's had some good games. Typically, it's on the offensive end. That, you know. Um, and we've seen, you know, Layden Blocker hit a bigger role in the road win against A&M, not as many minutes, um, you know, obviously at home in the, in the more recent win against Mizzou. But, uh, you know, we'll see if we, you know, it would be interesting to see if Minifield's back in the lineup tonight. You know, Arkansas, again, a 10-plus point favorite. If Arkansas can, can get on a roll here, we might see anybody who's available play. Um, you know, but I, I do think um, – I, I do like Minifield's future, whether it's at Arkansas or anywhere else. I don't see why it wouldn't be at Arkansas. He just transferred uh, there. Um, you know, and I also like the future of Layden Blocker. These are two guys, you know, uh, you'd like to see uh, maybe get expanded roles as the season moves along. Now, you know, Arkansas is also, we can say, if Arkansas finishes strong, whether or not the resume going to the SEC tournament is that large-worthy, which I don't think it would be, even if you won out these last three games. I think there'd still be much more work to do. Uh, they probably then are facing having to win the SEC tournament. But if Arkansas continues to win, they can move up potentially to the 10 seed. They're tied for the 11th coming into this week with Georgia. And that would mean no Wednesday game. Arkansas would be in Thursday. So at least you'd make your lo- lighten your load a little bit on what you'd need to do to win the SEC tournament. Four games in four days. And so I, I went there to say... I think they're trying to win games any way they can, and uh, I'm not going to be surprised by guys having reduced roles or not getting opportunities uh, if Mussman, you know, sees a, a tighter rotation that he likes. I, I like Minifield. I'm like you. I think he's a good future player, but since he's been out, turnovers have gone down considerably. That that guys, are you there? Yeah. yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I said since since Minifield's been out, I like him too, but since he's been out, turnovers have gone down dramatically. They only had five against Missouri. Yeah, and Arkansas, look at the 16 assists against Missouri. If Arkansas has the kind of offensive um, game that it had against Mizzou, um, you know, back-to-back games, you know, you, you're, you're starting to feel better about that end of the court. Uh, the defense still, you know... <laughs> Is a work in progress, um, you know. But I look at this Vanderbilt team. I mean, shooting thirty nine percent on the season, below twenty nine percent from three, only seventy percent at the foul line, averaging only sixty six points a game. I mean, Arkansas can have a high octane offense tonight. Um, you know, we'll see just if the defense does its part. But uh, if Arkansas strings together back, it doesn't matter that they're t- the two worst teams in the league. You want to start beating teams soundly and, and separate yourself a little bit and. You know, that's part of it, too. Um, but, again, this is not a, you know, I saw someone reference this as a trap game. I don't, <laughs> Arkansas can't look ahead to anybody. I don't see no. how it was a trap no. for a team like that Arkansas. No. Yeah, so I laughed when I saw that. I was like, really? They're not, you know, they've won two back-to-back games. Let's not get, ahead. Let's not get over our skis here. Speaking of blocker, where does he fit into this expanded picture? Because, again, I'm seeing the numbers shrink for him as Devo Davis gets back into full swing. You yeah. mentioned L. Ellis will battle. It's been proven. you got to let him play. Now, he didn't make many, if any, mistakes at all. Didn't matter from the floor, handling the ball, no turnovers, 14 to 14 from the free throw line. I mean, he, he just had that that dream game. He was in that zone uh, against Missouri to the tune of 42 points. But yeah. the guy that seems to get the numbers squeezed again is going to be Blocker. That's that's one of the reasons I brought up Minifield because those minutes would have yeah. to come from somewhere. You know, that's it, Randy. You know, we didn't mention Jeremiah Davenport. 
Correct. And he, 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 he sees the floor because he he adds a little something different positionally. Outside of Tremont Mark, you get a little size on the perimeter. He can rebound some. It's kind of up and down with that. He, and he typically plays hard. But Blocker's the toughest player on the team, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And his hustle play effort is, is it can be contagious, and it can change things. It reminds me how Debo played when he was a freshman. He, he couldn't knock down a three, really, either, even though we've seen Blocker now. Back-to-back games, he hit his first three uh, on the road at, at A&M, and then he comes back and hits another uh, uh, hit another one against Mizzou. So but both of those guys, you weren't really looking at them for their offense, more about all the little things they did as freshmen. I think Blocker is essential, uh, you know, but Mossman, you know, like I said, played him 25 minutes at, at A&M, and, uh, only he only was on the floor ten minutes in that one at home at, at Mizzou, and so Russellman's going to do what he thinks is right and it gives him the best chance. But I think Blocker, I've said for a while now, I think his role should be increased. And a guy like Minifield again, I mean, however Russellman gets around and playing one or both of those guys, I, I, their futures are bright. They're young players, um, you know. But I think Arkansas's um, at this point because they've had a bit of a turnaround. I, I, I don't have any expectations that we'll see those guys get increased roles. I'd like to see it, but I don't expect it. And, you know, if, it, if Arkansas can t- continue to find a way to be competitive and win the way they're doing things now, you know, well, I wouldn't count on it. Well, speaking of, uh, since we are talking about players returning, what are your ex- expectations for Jalen Graham tonight? I mean, I think if he's available to go, Mossman's going to get him in there. Um, and one of the things that suffered, and you notice this against Missouri, Arkansas had a great, the two big men on the floor together in that matchup on the road, Arkansas exploited that and just dominated points in the paint. Uh, we saw a lot more threes, and Arkansas was knocking them down. Thank goodness for Caleb Battle kind of spearheading that. Uh, it was a different kind of game and this home game against Missouri. So when you get Graham back, in certain matchups, you can get, a, you know, he, he will play well with, um, and compliment Mitchell out on the floor. Uh, and this is a Vanderbilt team that I don't. I, I think that would be applicable, uh, so that we might see, you know, Graham if he's able to go, uh, give Arkansas, you know, uh, some some, uh, you know, you wonder how rusty or effective he'll be, but I think he gives them a he bolsters what their matchup advantages might be, so that could be a, a positive. At this stage, Kevin, how much do you think Musselman loves that plus minus uh, statistic? <laughs> How much do you think? He, how much do you think? He, well, there's the music, so I guess we'll have to save that one for another day. But um, all right, Kevin, enjoy state tournament basketball action. Where are you today? Uh, well, I'm going to be done today because I'll be covering the Razorback game tonight. Uh, but I'm going to be hitting 5A in Searcy and 6A in North Little Rock, and just kind of splitting my time between those two places. Love to get up to Farmington for some 4A, but I'm gonna I'm gonna miss out on that this week. All right, buddy. Tap Thank Tom you. Tap and Scott Parton presented by New Province Brewing returns this Thursday at seven. Tap Tom is Wood Rock's premier radio show for beer lovers by beer lovers. Tap Tom Thursday from seven till eight on 103.7 The Buzz, live from the Edwards Food Giant Studios. If you're looking to update your home decor, then go see our friends at Coffin by Design West. At Coffin by Design West, they have design specialists on staff.